0: Welcome to If This Bar Could Talk, a podcast about bartenders and the stories they have to tell, as well as the storied history of cocktails, spirits, and bars. I'm Blair Beavers, and here's your host, Leanne Sims.
1: Hello, listeners. So tonight we are tackling a serious subject, which is substance abuse and addiction in the service industry. And so our guests tonight are Holly Hara and Andy Smith. They are representing Ben's Friends. Thanks for being with us tonight, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, so, thank
2: you.
1: So tell us about Ben's Friends.
2: Ben's Friends started in Charleston, South Carolina by uh, two gentlemen who've been sober for a long time through uh, 12-step recovery. Uh, Mickey Basked and Steve Palmer. Um, Steve runs a group of restaurants called Indigo Road. Mm-hmm. And Mickey is the general manager at the Charleston Grill which is in the Belmont Hotel in Charleston, South Carolina, and um, Ben of Ben's friends is a chef, Ben Murray, who uh, they both knew, and um, unfortunately took his own life due to um, alcohol and substance abuse. And I, th- my my opinion from talking to those guys at length is just you know more so out of frustration than anything else. They started this up um, to maybe make. 12 step recovery, just a little bit more inclusive because you know, restaurants, um, are a little more susceptible Mm -hmm. to this kind of thing. Bartenders, Mm -hmm. um, servers, managers, kitchen. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been in restaurants for a very, very long time. And I mean, part of the reason I got into restaurants was because of the, you know, kind of weird stigma of, well, yeah, you, you party, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And, um, I took it about as far as it could go. And I know a lot of people, I I, I have several Ben's in my history, so it was really important um, to me to be a part of this.
1: So um, Holly, you brought a flyer uh, for the Brent Ben's friends. It gives a little information and it, it says, it's a food and beverage industry support group offering hope fellowship and a path forward to professionals who struggle with substance abuse and addiction. So, You know back to what you were saying andy the this business i mean it's conducive to substance abuse right i mean being around i mean i can see where a bartender you know just testing the drinks all night long and you know having a shift drink at the end of the night that's that's a lot how do you how do you help a person who's in the industry get control of their addiction
2: um, we, I, I, I lived it I mean that's kind of what it comes down to if you really take a step back and look at 12 Step Recovery uh, the history of it and the inception of it which was um, actually in Akron, Ohio in 1935 it's one drunk talking to another drunk um, like I've been there I get it you know um, you add in the piece of restaurants because there's a lot of stuff we say like we have not by no means a different language but mm-hmm. um, I've been a part of AA and twelve step stuff for a long time, court ordered and not court ordered. Um, and in the amount of time I've been in Ben's friends, I've heard stuff I've never heard, um, which is specific to restaurants. Um, I, me personally, I don't know where Holly stands on this. I'm Ben's friends for me is a conduit for me to definitely reach out to people, um, but I'm I'm not in it to get people sober. Um, 12 step recovery for me has always been attraction rather than promotion. Mm -hmm. I think it's just more like saying, hey, you can do this sober because there's a lot of us that are doing it sober, like Mm -hmm. multiples of years Mm -hmm. and being very successful at it. Um, And I think if people know that, if we get the word out, including this, including right, you know, go on the fucking news, I don't care. Like I'm the Mm -hmm. antithesis of anonymity, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, I got sober and discovered Facebook about six months later and you can't shut me up about it. so this is just an extension of that. We talked me. a
1: little bit about it with, uh, Chris Finato. We did a podcast with him. Um, and so he was very brave in sharing his story, um, about dealing with, um, addiction. And so would you be willing to share your story, how you got, to, how you got sober?
2: Uh, sure. Um, I, uh, grew up in Columbus. I, um, went to a local Catholic high school. I, um, got into drinking my i said today i kind of did a sort of version of this today at watershed which was pretty awesome uh to the usbg and um my my drinking in eighth grade was very controlled i love saying that like i would take a six-pack to a party and then you know that was it um i was eighth grade yeah exactly yeah okay (laughs) yeah yeah uh that's kind of how we how we roll how we start and um there were consequences pretty early Uh, as far as, you know, I was asked to leave that high school. Um, I had some other, uh, things happen involving the police in high school and yada, yada, but I was really young and it was a lot of like, you know, hand slapping kind of thing. Like, you know, just, you know, get your shit together. Um, so I kind of bounced around a little bit after high school and then I found restaurants and it was like, you know, um, gas on a fire, you know, everybody drank the way I did. Everybody went out every night. I made a lot of money a lot of girls and i was actually really good at it like from the Mm get-go and it just sort of took off and uh something i talk about sometimes is like you know the the good old days when i'm working lunch dinners doubles and going out every night and i mean granted i was 21 22 no clue how anybody survives that when you look back on it like if you wake up with money um that's a good night but the thing about restaurants, and I think this is kind of part of what attracts people, um, or maybe supports a, um, drinking habit or a good place to hide would be a better way to put it. A drinking habit in uh, restaurants. is you can get fired from a job in a restaurant have a better job an hour later, you know, and I did that quite a few times. Um, and I landed at an actual like bar bar, like a 2am bar. Um, to this point, I prided myself on the fact that I didn't drink at work. That was one of those kind of bullshit things I told myself. Um, but this place was different, like, you know, I drank at work, you know, cocaine's a big part of my story. Like I did coke at work. Um, it was like a 2 a.m. bar. The guy in the kitchen sold coke. It was me and a bunch of girls. It was great. I was making a ton of money. Like what could go wrong? Yeah. And it just completely blew up in my face and um, my girlfriend at the time. Uh, reached out to some rehab places cause I would like disappear for, you know, a couple days at a time, turn off my cell phone, things like that. And she was just sort of over it and said that Parkside would take me for a couple of days. I went to Parkside for a couple of days and I kind of learned the ins and outs of the science of, you know, addiction and, um, not so much the spiritual side. Leading up to this, I've been court ordered to go to AA for I think twelve years. I would get arrested, and I'd have to go to meetings, and I get up probation, and go back, and whatever.
1: What would you get arrested for?
2: Um, I have a couple DUIs under my belt. Mm-hmm. Um, underage. Um, I took a swing at a cop down on South Campus. Mm. They don't like that too much. <laughs> um, so just you know, the, the the usual kind of drunken idiot yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing ever like super malicious. I, I, I'm sure that that punch, if it had connected, would not have done a whole lot of damage because I was, you know, I I never really hit my drinking. I was very like almost like a movie kind of fall down drunk idiot kind of thing. Um, but uh, um, once you start getting arrested for multiple things, the Franklin County Probation Department pays attention and they send you to these meetings. And I would go to the meetings and wanted nothing to do with it. You know, I was, you know, you don't know where I'm working, you don't know the money I'm making, you don't know anything about me, and I was different. And um, the only problem was that I kept hearing things in these meetings over the course of years, like it's not the last drink to get you drunk, it's the first drink. You know, I heard a guy thank the Franklin County Probation Department for sending him to AA. And I thought that was just insane, you know, but that stuff stuck with me. So I got out of the park side, I sat down with the owner of that bar and in a very dramatic, big, crazy moment said, I can't work in a bar anymore. I can't work in a restaurant because restaurants are obviously my problem. And, um, this is a big reason of why I think Ben's friends is so important. I got out of restaurants. I worked in a cell phone store, which was awful. And five months later I was drunk and, um, the arresting officer didn't care. I'd been sober for five months cause I think I told him about a million times and I woke up in jail, uh, that final time and, um, wanted to be done. Like I thought I tried and the two things that popped in my head were my mom at my funeral and those, crazy lightning bolt moments I'd heard in AA. And my God moment, moment of clarity, whatever that you want to call it was, you know, what if they're right? And I got out and I went to a meeting and I cried and I got a book and I kind of took off. And, you know, I think six or seven months later, I kind of tiptoed back into restaurants, you know, because once you actually buckle down on the 12 step stuff and start like working that. and. Um, paying attention and buying into what it is, you start to realize that the the external stuff isn't what's affecting you, it's your brain. Mm-hmm. Your brain's the bad neighborhood. Yeah. So if I can stay out of there, if I can keep that clean, then um, I might have a shot. And I, and honestly, I was heartbroken because I really wanted to work in restaurants mm-hmm. again, and I was really happy that I could. And I was a little worried that I wouldn't be very good at it. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I, I was actually better at it.
1: And you're at the Sycamore.
2: Yep, I'm the general manager of the Sycamore. Um, I kind of fell into uh, independent restaurants. Mm-hmm. It, um, maybe not the beginning of my sobriety, but pretty early. Uh, people started trusting me and asking me to work there mm-hmm. instead of telling me I couldn't work there. Um, my friend Ashley Sadler signed always a good sign. Yeah, yeah it, was, it made me feel kind of good. Um, reached out to me and asked if I wanted to work at the burgundy room and um, I did. And that led to working at um, Sage American Bistro, which led to Sycamore, which led to meeting, you know, all these people in independent restaurants. And it just sort of like took off from there and it was pretty cool. Actually, it's, you know, none of that, I wouldn't be sitting here without, you know, being sober first and all that other stuff. Second.
1: So that's the Sycamore in German village mm-hmm. in Columbus, Ohio. For those of you listeners who aren't from Columbus, um, it's amazing. And you've been there since the beginning, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Since we opened the doors. I worked with uh, Chris Crater years ago at a place and uh, when Sage was going away, uh, my friend Nikki actually was getting good at Sycamore and I knew it was part of Harvest and Chris Crater and I really like him. And uh, Michael Velber was the original general manager and he's, he's a really, really solid guy. And I jumped in there and um, just sort of stuck around and Michael moved on and I took his position about I think a little over a year ago now and it's been, it's been great. Um, it's a really, really cool little spot in German Village. We have a, a new chef, a new menu, and you know, I couldn't,
1: I couldn't be happier. Great. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. But, so, while I was looking on the Ben's Friends website, I did not see your picture, but I did see Holly's picture. So, mm-hmm. what is your um, relationship to Ben's Friends? Are you just like a local ambassador? Or?
2: We are co-chairs, I believe. I think they're just kind of dragging their feet a little bit on getting my picture on there. Okay. So. Yeah, but okay. but Holly's much prettier. Oh, so wait. I think <laughs> I think that maybe they made they made the right move on that. So um but any capacity I am with Ben's friends. I mean it's uh it's such
3: Well, I think that was the requirement that there had to be two mm-hmm. people to start a chapter. Oh so I see. Andy and I I think we kind of tagged them at the same time.
2: Yeah, I saw an, an ad, or not an ad. I'm sorry, a uh, article floating around on Facebook about Ben's friends, because I follow a lot of like you know sober chefs and sober you know stories and stuff like that. And um, I was in a hotel room actually, we were on vacation with my wife, and uh, I sent them an email because I went to the website and said, this is a really cool idea. Um, Columbus is a really cool food town. You guys should have one in Columbus, Ohio. And they responded almost immediately and said, yeah, that is a cool idea. You should start winning Columbus, Ohio. Awesome. And, you know, it took me a little while to answer that because to be honest with you, I mean, with my schedule and um, a lot of other stuff, my, my sobriety had been getting, um, I hate to say it, but a little stale. Like, you know, I wasn't as active as I should have been Mm -hmm. with meetings. I mean, if somebody reached out, I could reach back. I, you know, talk about it on social media, things like that. But this, you know, I'm still a selfish alcoholic, and a lot of this, hundred percent of this, is you know, for my sobriety. And if but I mean, get we did.
3: CMR did the same thing, and that's mm-hmm. how Andy and I got hooked up. Yeah.
1: So Holly, thrilled. Harry, you're the internal auditor for Cameron Mitchell Restaurants here in Columbus. Yes. So, you guys got connected through and so You didn't know each other before Ben's
3: No. Mm-hmm. We found out that we were in the same restaurant for 9/11. Yeah. We worked for the same company.
2: Hmm. Like At right, the time. I, think I got fired. Pretty much right after that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But after I've... talking,
3: yes, you know, and Andy and I found out that yes, we did. We were together. Yeah. Many many moons ago, but yeah, you know, we got hooked up through um, uh, Ben's friends because you have to have two people
1: in order to start a chapter. So why did you want to start a chapter in Columbus? Because I've
3: always felt that, you know, we need to have, a, you know, conversation. You know, in order to save lives, you need to be able to talk about this. You know, I come from and I've said this many times, I've taken my first breath and I've dealt with addiction, whether it's somebody in my family or myself or my kids. um, You know, my ex-husband, you know, I'm 59 years old and I have dealt with addiction every day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a conversation that, yes, needs to happen. Um, And I, like Andy, you know, felt pretty stale in my own recovery. You know, I'm 28 years sober, but I come from the NA side of it. Um, So... You come from the what
1: side of it? NA,
3: Narcotics Anonymous. Oh, okay. You know, so I was much more into the drugs than drinking, but I come from a long line of alcoholics, so I understand that side of it. Um, And lost quite a few people in my family, so I know the ultimate price that we pay. Mm -hmm. So anything I can do, I want to do. And when I saw that, um, in the magazine, you know, that was wonderful to me to have that opportunity to say, can we do this and how can I help? Right. You know, so when they connected Andy and I and, and, uh, give us this opportunity to me, it's just, it's wonderful.
1: That's amazing that you guys take the time out of your lives to, to support other people. I mean, I know you said it's Not all that altruistic because you're doing it for yourself, but really it is for, it's super helpful for others to have that support and to hear other people's stories. I mean, that's super brave and it, it makes people feel, you know, like they can, they can do it too if they're. If you can do it, they can do it, and if they have the support, because I'm sure that's a huge part of it, right? The support, the community. I mean, I can't imagine being a bartender and drink, you know, watching people drink all night long, and then I I just that just seems so, so hard. But on the other hand, like you were talking about how you would drink and and use drugs, restaurant work is fucking hard. Like, how did you even? Do that sort of work. You got to be hung over.
2: That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm a mutant or something. Um, I told a story the other day about um, there was a night at a, uh, a bar that I worked that I was. it was me and one kitchen guy. It was a certain night or whatever. And I was so hung over. I would like wait on somebody, run in the back and throw up. Wait on somebody, run in the back and throw up. Oh, that's so Wait so on medieval. somebody, run in the back and Ugh. throw up. And as soon as I was done doing that, I mean, I still had ten hours to go. Oh, wow. Start drinking again, and oh. it's one thing that I got into after um, I got sober out of for a couple of different reasons um, was running, and I've run a, a bunch of halves and five Ks and all that kind of stuff. And there's always a certain point at like mile nine or something when it starts getting hard. It's like, come on, dude! Like you. You've been up for four days on Bud Light and cigarettes. Like if you can't do this shit, then, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: That's pretty amazing. Um,
2: but it, it just cracks me up of like, you know, the the lengths we go to and there's also that bullshit bravado in restaurants of like, yeah, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's some kind of badge of courage, like, right. you know, um, it's not like that. <laughs> yeah. it, it doesn't have to be like that in Columbus. Now another feather in our cap, I think for Columbus is the fact that this exists in Columbus. Like. It's food towns Mm -hmm. like Austin and Portland and Charleston. Um, We're legit, you know, and it's a business and people make careers out of this, myself included. Right. And at a certain point, you have to stop being that bumbling cliche of a fucking bartender Mm -hmm. that, you know, is just stumbling through life, you know, and it's that's exactly what I was. And it was it was not fun.
1: So, Holly, uh, Cameron Mitchell Restaurants obviously is huge here in Columbus. What are they doing as an organization to support things like Ben's friends?
3: They have been so um, awesome in supporting anything that, that we've needed um, you know, as far as our wellness uh, initiative with the company, uh, posters, flyers um, in every restaurant. Anything that they can do to support this, they have done and will continue to do. They've just been amazing.
0: And I see from your flyer that you have weekly
2: meetings there at, at Cameron's King's of Worthington. Yes. They offered like literally any location. Yeah. Like okay. I was kind of blown away. My, I'm used to, you know, I got sober in church basements with shitty coffee and like everybody puts a dollar in the basket. These guys, it's a nonprofit. Um, or if anybody wants to donate, it's ben, Ben's Friends. Yes. Um, uh, but. It, it, it just, it just, it's just, it's it's amazing to me, especially getting Cameron Mitchell involved, where once I heard that, because I didn't know Holly um, was involved, but once Mickey told me that they were getting involved, I was like, oh, and
0: this, it's this is just, for real. It's That's cool. I wanted to really, have meetings at
2: my house. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, this is, this is going to be big. And I'm like, all right, yeah, but, let's do it. So how many people are coming out on a weekly
0: basis?
3: Well, we're averaging, you know, 20 to 25 <laughs> Um, And we're getting new people every week, plus return. I mean, it's just been amazing. And the feedback that we're getting, everyone is so grateful that this exists. You know, um, this program, um, you know, what it's based on. And it's not, you know, shoving something down anyone's throat. It's just a place to come and have a conversation. And it's safe. Um, And that's what everyone, you know, is, is appreciative of. It's just... It's easy. It's, it's comfortable. It's just having a, a, a conversation about, you know, whatever topic you want to talk about. Um, we don't exclude anyone.
0: It seems it's just
2: building community It is as mm-hmm. well, which is always good. It's yeah, one it's addict helping another. 100%. It's like I would, I would like to think that if this existed back when I was, you know,
3: and we hear that a lot, don't we?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Where I, was this
3: five years ago? Yeah, or? I would
2: I would like to think that I would have taken advantage of it, but I probably wouldn't have. Um because it's just, you know, you can't we're we're not gonna go out on the street and recruit people. We're not gonna right. go out, and, you know, you gotta get sober, you gotta get sober. No. Um that's you know, bang, we'll bang, hand out a your head against the wall. But this this is a start. And there's also an aspect to it, you know, having been a manager for um, a minute, and it's not my first time being a manager. I've been on the other end of it. I've had to fire people because of this, you know. Um I we've had a couple incidents at Sycamore actually that, you know, we've had to let people go because of this and the amount of, you know, from an owner or manager perspective, the cost of that. Sure. And, you know, the the tailspin it puts you in for, you know. Um So now that you're,
1: you're part of Ben's Friends, do you Do you treat those people differently now rather than just firing them? Do you offer them a a seat at the Bren's friends table or?
2: Those particular situations, there was a lot of stuff that led up to it. Um, I've made no secret at work um, or in my personal life or social media what I am. Um, If people want to come to me, they are more than welcome. Uh, But at the same time, You got business to run, run, you know, and it's always when I when I would get fired, it was always (laughs) like the 13th time I did the same thing, you know, and that's kind of what it was. It was like, look, you know, I've I'm still really good friends with a lot of people that fire. I've been fired in sobriety. You know, I can you know, I don't need booze to be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me. Um, But yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, I'm I'm reiterating what my friend said or the, uh, the guy's name was Charles uh, from the meetings. He actually passed away a couple years ago that thanked the Franklin County Probation Department for sending him to AA and to a, honor him and be, you know, say, I got really lucky that the Franklin County Probation Department sent me to Alcoholics Anonymous and it fucking saved my life. Having said that. A.A. has this like weird mystique about it and Mm -hmm. it turns some people off and there's, you know, the God aspect or whatever. So if we can, you know, circumvent that a little bit Mm -hmm. and say, hey, there are people that are sober with that, without it. We Mm -hmm. obviously don't corner the market on that. Ben's Friends doesn't corner the market on sobriety in restaurants either. But show up. I mean, the fact you walk in the door at Ben's Friends at 1101 on a Sunday, because it's four people at 1059, it's. Forty at eleven o one, like every eight meeting I've been doing. Right, um, it's is all good. That you're you're you want to do something different, and if there's somebody there, like we have a phone list for men, we have a phone list for women. We're starting to do events like yoga, and you know, eventually running. And Crystal Lobby wants to do. I didn't tell you this. Wants to do like a uh, like a let's make virgin drinks contest kind of thing. Yeah. like it's yeah. it's so amazing it's that so many people yeah. like whatever you need. Mm -hmm. Like the food's been really good too. We've had, you know, some pretty prominent places in town or just whatever you need, you know,
1: restaurants. So yeah, we, we don't just have coffee, do we?
2: Right. Right.
1: (laughs) And it makes sense that they would want to promote this
3: and
0: support it. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And support their own staff by doing that.
1: Yeah, I love uh, I love the mocktails idea. I wish we'd have thought of that and made a mocktail for tonight, but we didn't. Oh, don't worry Um, about it.
2: But one thing they don't talk about in AA is how cheap you get when you get sober. (laughs) So I'm all for mocktails. I think it's great. But, you know, 13 bucks for something that's not going to get me fucked up. It's it's a little it's kind of pushing it, you know, but But more power to you. It
3: is the wave of the future. It is the wave Mm -hmm. of the
2: future, you know, Um, but at the same time, there's there's Plenty of people out there that could benefit from this. I I think I said the other day at Ben's friends is um, if everybody showed up that could use this, like we wouldn't have enough donuts. I mean, there's a cajillion restaurants in Columbus sure, and we sure. have what? 22 people, 25 people. So, but, but those 25 people are, are very passionate about it. Yeah. And um, it's pretty cool. And they're like, I'm telling this person and like Holly and I are a great example. Like we, you know, we didn't know each other from Adam, but we work together. You know, right. and everybody knows somebody, and everybody right. has somebody, and everybody, mm-hmm. hey, you should check this out. You know, yeah. whatever. And um,
3: and this is great. This forum is great. You oh know, yeah, no, idiot. yeah, thank you very yes,
2: much. Absolutely. Yeah, this is really cool that you did this
1: So I I was listening to a podcast a while back. I can't remember which one it was right offhand, but um, it was a psychologist talking about addiction and how. Uh, people often say a person has to hit their bottom, and she was like, no. Like, you do not need to wait until right. someone hits their bottom. If you see someone who is struggling, they need help now. Like, don't wait until mm-hmm. they've hit their bottom. That right. just doesn't even make sense. So maybe if people see these flyers and they they hear you guys talk about it, maybe they won't wait until they, they have a bottom but get help Well, and before. I think, too,
3: addiction is, is misunderstood that it's a matter of will. It is a disease, you know. Um,
1: I think it's worse than a disease. Agreed. Because cancer can be cured, you could never be cured of.
3: Right. It's every addictive. day yeah. we deal with this. Yeah. Every day.
1: So how do you? I I've never been to an A meeting, but I assume that their first rule is stay away from bars. How how do you how does a bartender like how do they control themselves when they're surrounded by the thing that they that they're craving?
2: Um, (laughs) That's a great question. Uh, I think it's uh, well, you touched on something a little bit that I think is really misunderstood as far as alcoholics go. And it took me a long time to understand it. And that's willpower. And I think I would argue that uh, willpower for alcoholics. Something like me, whatever X gene I have, um, the willpower to keep digging it to your bottom in your life with parents, teachers, girlfriends, probation departments, you know, uh, telling you to stop. That takes a lot of fucking willpower. Mm -hmm. And if you can adjust that willpower towards something good, like not drinking or, um, Improving your life like it stops the secret about AA in my opinion or sobriety in general is that it stops being about booze pretty early Mm -hmm. Like you know, it made sense for me to stop drinking. What doesn't make sense is the fact that I still want to be a dick Um, (laughs) So I need to work on that part, Mm -hmm. but I think that just kind of falls in line of When I said restaurants are my problem, you know drink. you know Looking at these bottles, I mean I could I could literally leave here and go to BP and buy a six-pack right now Like what's the difference between that and working in a restaurant? Um, to me, it's a product to me, it's pays my rent, Mm -hmm. you know, I can still pair stuff up with wine. Um, I, when I was promoted to general manager, I was also somewhat in charge of like the beer list, the wine list. I have nothing but willing tasters at my disposal Mm -hmm. kind of thing. I've been doing this long enough. I'm really, I'm pretty tight with like the purveyors and the wine reps and all that kind of stuff. And they get it, you know, they get it. I'm not a taster spitter kind of thing. It's just, you know, as far as wine goes, I don't think there's a lot new under the sun Mm -hmm. Um, and I might be, I might be kind of shortchanging myself a little bit in that, but I'm okay with it too. And once, you know, I'm done with that, then I'll move on. Um, But as far as working in a bar, I think the, the stress would be more important than the actual like alcohol. You know. But
1: but in the craft cocktail culture that is really growing, especially here right now, you know, they're like chefs of, right. of the glass. And so they don't wanna serve something unless they straw taste it first. Right. Um, and we actually asked Chris Pinato about that. You know, how do you how do you do that? What did say? He he just has tried and true recipes that other people have tasted and so he knows the exact measurements. Yeah. So
2: I like him quite a bit. He's he's become a really good friend. Um, I want I I'm a bartender. Was a bartender, former bartender. Um, the mixology thing fascinates me. I think it's really cool some of the stuff these people are doing. Um, and I, I'm pretty hands off on it. Um, there's certain places I couldn't work. I know that. There's certain environments I wouldn't want to put myself in. Um sycamore is definitely my my vibe. Um, but as far as that goes, I'm I'm not sure how to answer that. I think that would be a question for somebody else, but
1: I bet they could. They could taste it, you know, all the modifiers and and taste everything first before it goes. You put you add the the liquor to it. I'm sure right. that would be a way around that. But yeah, that would that would be tough. So, um, the, Anthony Bourdain's suicide. I mean, it's. I don't think it's ever been said that it was because of his substance abuse, but he did have substance abuse issues in his past. Do you think that that has sort of um, intensified and and like brought this to the light that it's?
3: A, oh, I think th- it definitely had an effect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know. And I don't think they disclosed the chef that just passed away. What was it last week? I don't think they disclosed what happened to him either. You know that you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't think of his name right now, but local. No. New like York. a famous, yeah, famous New chef. York, huh, I didn't um, that. who passed away suddenly, but they haven't disclosed what happened. Mm-hmm. I think the stress uh, of the industry, again, being able to have the the conversation that these effects, you know, have on people, we need to be able to talk about this. And this is one of the things, you know, that I'm grateful for. We are opening up about suicide and substance abuse. These conversations need to happen. Because of the effects that you know on our lives, yes. Um, Carl was, Ruiz. Yes. Did they say? Um, what happened to him?
0: You know, no, if, no. If, if we it don't says talk, cause of death has not yet been determined. Right.
3: If we don't talk about these things, we can't. You know, we can't bring it to light. We can't fix it. We can't. You know, there's no communication. It just it's hidden. It's like suicide. There's a stigma to suicide, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're automatically crazy. Suicide is an act of desperation. It's not an act of a a crazy person. It's someone who's desperate enough to want to end their life to to kill the pain, Mm -hmm. you know. So we need to talk about it. All these teenagers, you know, there's an epidemic with teenage suicide. Mm -hmm. We need to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. Same thing with addiction. It's not, you know this, this uh, person that's on the street that everybody thinks it's a bum, you know, we, we need help. Yeah.
2: You know, but you I know? say too, like, you know, he, I think he was sober at one point, maybe Anthony Bourdain yeah. or yeah. wasn't yeah. sober or whatever. Um, I mean the, the, the struggle doesn't stop once you put the booze down no. I mean that's why 12 steps, the 12 step recovery community exists. That's like what you know. I mean.
3: You have to figure out yeah. why you're you're self-destructing. Why mm-hmm. are you depressed? Why yeah. why are you doing these things to yourself?
1: So then, with Ben's friends, if you have someone who decides that they want to come and they want to they want to seek help, do you then, as part of um, this organization, do you refer them to places for help? We have material that we can
3: offer them. You know, for uh, further assistance. Yes. Okay.
1: And I want to mention, since we've been talking about it, um, if anyone, if any of our listeners are um, in in trouble, or you know someone who is, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. So that's that's really important. Thank you. Um, I personally, um, I went to high school. I had a, a group of friends in high school, and. Nearly all of them are, are deceased because of substance abuse. My ex-husband died last month. Um, I'm sorry. He drank a lot, and uh, yeah. So, so you understand? Yeah, yeah.
3: We need to talk about it. Yeah.
1: So it's important to get to get help before you, like we said, hit hit your bottom.
3: Well, there's a lot of shame, you know, associated with addiction and substance abuse, and. There's no shame. I'm not ashamed to say that I'm, I'm an addict. You know? It's who I. It's part of me.
1: Right.
2: I'd say the only shame of being an alcoholic is doing nothing about it. Right. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, to find, like, you know, suicidal actions. Like, there was uh, a young lady who showed up with Ben's friends. Again, one of the things I've never heard in AA that she said, you know, you, you go out with a bunch of people after work. You know, you cut yourself and people pay attention. You know, mm-hmm. like, like, like a cutter or... You you physically hurt yourself in that that vein. People pay attention, but you go out and get hammered every night, and you get in a fight, and you get arrested. People kind of think you're cool, yeah. yeah. You know, and that's you're you're still hurting yourself. You're still making yourself less than. And I totally get that. And I've never I've never you're heard slowly that. killing yourself in the years of AA. I was like, man, and I think she's like twenty two or something. I'm like, that's really fucking smart, yeah. Because um, I I was I was bent on destroying myself. And my personal opinion about rock bottom, um, I think it's a bit of a misnomer because so many people say, hit your bottom, hit your bottom. The only real bottom I've seen is death. You're yeah, dead. right? Like I've seen people in the years I've been part of AA and restaurants for that matter. I've been, seen people come back from some pretty, yeah, pretty serious shit to to, you know, full time. And that's that's another big reason I'm part of Ben's friends is um, I've been lucky, really lucky, actually. To watch people you know figure it out to get sober and since my community is restaurants i've seen a couple restaurant people uh get sober and that it's it's literally it's a miracle you know to watch that um for me when i stopped drinking and started figuring shit out i still refer to it as me just finally doing the right thing but to watch somebody else do it it's it's unbelievable you know it's pretty cool
1: so is your is your wife um is she sober or is she
2: she's not she um i think the first thing she ever heard about me before we got together was that i was i didn't drink and that she actually kind of liked that so she's but she gets it she totally gets it she was at the first meeting Yeah, yeah she's
1: so does she drink can she drink around you like tell me about that like how do we as drinkers what do does it bother you if we... No,
2: even- no, 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 not at all. I mean, A, it, you know, especially working in a restaurant, it pays my rent, mm-hmm. you know. Um, she's definitely not a problem drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, I officiated a wedding for a couple. Uh, Jack is the chef at Watershed and Nikki is the head of sales for Watershed. So it was like a Watershed event. And she had a couple, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. But at the same time, I'm there and, you know. Yeah, um, everything's safe. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, cool. I'm an Uber for life It's pretty, it's actually a cool thing. Um, Can I get your number? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um but no, that's never really been an issue for me. Um I we've we've been married two years, today's our anniversary. Happy anniversary, Elizabeth. Um but uh Thank you, Elizabeth,
1: for letting me be here. Yeah, seriously.
2: Um but I was dating around uh, you know, for a couple years. I've been sober for a long time and I found that it was a plus. Actually, yeah. like, you know, what girl or guy, for that matter, hasn't been dicked around by some drunk idiot. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, if, if that motivates you to get sober, I don't know. Um, you know, that's that's another. Save plus. a lot of money, too. Yeah. Yeah. You save <laughs> you save quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing to speak for all the uh, recovering alcoholics in town is we don't really give a shit if you drink or not. Honestly, that's like, good to know. Yeah. Um, I think I put that on Facebook one day. It's like, hey, happy Fourth of July. Please don't tell me how you're curbing back or how it's fucking sober October, whatever. We don't care. Yeah. You know? Um,
3: you don't have to make excuses.
2: Yeah. I, I actually admire the people that tell me I was in a blackout, like, you know, last week, like, you know, like, like, I miss, I kind of yeah. miss those stories a little bit, yeah. you know, as long as you're safe, right. you know, you made it home all right. right. Um, but also when you figure it out, call me. So. <laughs>
1: So Holly, how can someone, um, if if they uh, want to come to a meeting, where can they find you?
3: Uh, Well, 11 o'clock at Cameron's of Worthington, Cameron's American Beast Show on Linworth. We'll be there every what? Sunday. Every, every single Sunday? Every Sunday we will be there.
1: Okay.
2: Forever and ever.
3: Forever and ever. Andy and I will be there.
2: <laughs> one of this us is, will be there. One of us yeah. will be there. <laughs> but it's so funny too. I mean, Columbus is such a weird... Um, gigantic small town there's a guy who's been coming every week who mm-hmm. I think opened that restaurant. Am I right yes. on that? Yeah. Yes. And then ultimately fired from that restaurant and that restaurant spent around what? 30 years, 25 years?
3: 25, to well going on 26 years. Yeah. Yeah. That was Cameron's first.
1: Yeah. That's a good one too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's excellent. I can see why that stayed in business. Excellent. And I just want to take
2: a second and, and thank Keith, uh, Moorhead who's yes. the general manager there. He's, he has, they've just, been ever backwards for us. Like the, he is again, our champion. I got sober in, uh, you know, church basements with really shitty coffee and, you know. Keith
3: has rolled out the red carpet it, for us. It looks like a fucking continental week. breakfast. Really? Like it's crazy yeah. That's yes. amazing. It's awesome. He just, he sets it all up. I mean, he has literally rolled out the red carpet for us yeah, every pretty, week. He's a good dude. Yeah. So, Keith, we love you.
2: It's kind of funny, too, the shitty coffee in AA. Like, <laughs> I'll, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Again, Ben's friends has really uh, reinvigorated my sobriety. But um, if I go to a meeting and I'll get a uh, a cup of coffee and sit down in this little styrofoam cup or whatever, and I let it cool down a little bit, I'll taste like
1: Goddamn. so,
2: <laughs> so <laughs> shitty, but it's so comforting.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that
2: shitty coffee to me <laughs> is so comforting. And, mm-hmm. you know, just being at a meeting and hearing the same stuff over and over again. Um, and, you know, there's there's call and response in a meeting and there's... You know, you see the same people and, you know, the same feeling. And for me, it's just kind of this warm blanket at this point. Um, And I kind of want to make that Ben's friends for people. Uh, We've had people who haven't missed a single one yet. No. And it's it's pretty awesome. And uh, there's also the idea, and I talked to Mickey about this, um, of possibly a second one in Columbus. Uh, We are, if anybody's listening, who knows anybody in Cincinnati and Cleveland who would be uh, open to doing this, they want to...
0: We'd love to
3: have more chapters in Ohio. Yeah.
0: So tell us, tell us then how to contact you and like social media, where do we follow you? And, um,
3: BenzFriends.com. friends.com Um, on that site, you can inquire about setting up another chapter. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is okay. email them and they will contact you. Mickey uh, will contact you and, and you, give you the requirements.
1: You have chapters all around the country.
2: Yes. We're the 10th city. We I are think. the ninth. 9th city. Ninth. Yeah. So, and they eventually want to have, one um, in every have them everywhere. Yeah. You know, because we, Columbus isn't, the restaurants in Columbus are not unique. You know, again, I do think it's kind of cool that we have it because it's, you know, when it's on the map it's as just far as a restaurant cool. town. Um, well, that's true. We are. Yeah, we are cool. <laughs> cool city. We are cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if anybody knows anybody, I'm Andy at the sycamoregv.com. Uh, Holly is H-Hera, H Hara at cameronmitchell.com. Yeah, and my um, Facebook is pretty active and.
1: We'll um we'll put the contact information on our on the SoundCloud. We could put the contact mm-hmm. information on there as well. Is there anything else you want people to know about Brent Ben's friends? Anything you want to share? Uh, no, I think
3: I think we covered it. Just yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean it's 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 a pretty amazing thing. It's a, you won't, you won't leave a meeting feeling bad. I mean, there's some pretty inspiring stuff that happens there, you know, Uh, speaking to my wife, again, there's a Thanksgiving meeting every year at a church up in Worthington where you go and everybody shows up and you get a ticket when you first walk in the door. And if they pull your ticket, alcoholic or not, you go up and say what you're thankful for and getting kind of emotional. Sorry. And she I think she looks forward to it at this point more than I do. Aww. But she shushed me last year. Yeah, I was I was like, hey, that's so-and-so. She goes, shut up. Somebody's talking. Yeah. And it's just this huge thing. And you see people that go up there and they'll tell funny stories about our history, you know, whatever. But then you see a little girl go up and say, thank you for giving me my mother back. Aww. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's that's awesome. Rips your heart out. But it's that's it's great. so cool because this is a tangible, miraculous thing that's happening, you know. And if we can do that for restaurants in Columbus, which is also my family. Um well, and that's why what, what we're
3: hearing when we, you know, go to the meetings when we have the the meetings that people are saying, "Where was this? You know, four or five years ago." Mm-hmm. Well, we're here now, and we'd love for you to come. Yeah. So, Holly, absolutely. what's
1: your story? Do you want to share your story? If you don't want to, that's fine. Uh,
3: well, again, you know, I've been dealing with addiction since I was, you know, born. Um, had several um, people die in my family. Uh, I started using when I was 15, product of the 70s, Um, total rebel. Um, Lost my father when I was uh, 18 to uh, a gun and alcohol. Sorry.
1: I know that's hard. Thank you for sharing that.
3: I got married um, to a, a pretty nasty person used for quite a few years um, to try and kill the pain because I had, uh, I lost three in three years to uh, untimely deaths and alcohol. So by the time I uh, decided I needed help, I couldn't feel anymore. And my stepfather got me uh, to N.A. and therapy and i'm 28 years sober
1: oh that's amazing congratulations Mm -hmm. that's that's really amazing that's amazing well i am it's wonderful what you guys are doing it's amazing and so so needed and you guys are heroes so seriously keep it going
2: great work yeah thank you i appreciate saying that but not sure I see you it. are, you are. <laughs> we we just to, yeah we just want to help yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah.
3: our goal we just want to help
1: well there's a lot of people who want to help but don't and you guys do right. so that's yeah. that's the difference so. you
3: know that's for and us, i think there's a lot
2: of people who might hear this that want to help out and you are more than welcome to show up you know yeah bring uh bring cupcakes bring whatever well and we'd yeah, love we're open. you know we'd love to get
3: <laughs> enough to, we have two meetings you know a week and that would be great if we had another location. Yeah, we've had a lot you know. of people
2: offer like, hey, if you ever need another space, it's pretty cool. Like I, you know, it's 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 such a cool program and so needed that so many people have kind of stepped up and said, We don't know what, we don't know what to do, but whatever you need, let's yeah. do yeah. it. So wonderful. And I kinda of felt the same way for a while about restaurants and this thing came along at exactly the right time. And it's so cool what they're doing and it's taken off and the reception in Columbus is unbelievable. Yes. And a big part of it is getting the word out. So thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know this isn't your usual topic, <laughs> no, it's, it's, <laughs> but it's, it's so wonderful. needed. Yeah. It really is. It is.
1: Well, Andy Smith and Holly Hera, thank you so much for sharing your stories, for sharing Ben's friend's story. And, uh, Free listeners. If you want to make a donation, I highly recommend that you make a donation. Just Google Ben's friends. You can, it'll come right up and there's a donation button right there. So make a donation. If you need help, show up. Um, And
2: if you want to help, show up. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And I've had people reach out like, you know, is it, you know, exclusively for, you know, sober people. And I don't, I don't think so. I mean, if you want to show up, like there's a friend of mine who um, is about to open his own place and he just, He just wants to be part of changing the conversation Mm -hmm. as far as like restaurant you know people like the old again cliche you know the drunk bartender so he's you know he's there to help with that and learn from us really you know and i think that's awesome we have uh a couple people who um i think what's according to like a master's in social work Mm -hmm. and they're just like you know what what can we do how can i give resources as far as like domestic abuse or um if you're pregnant or if you know, whatever, like it's you know, this thing just kind of the um outreach aspect is pretty cool. That's amazing.
1: So. Columbus, that's Columbus, right? People yeah. it is. are so willing to help, and that's mm-hmm. the great thing about our city. One of the great things about our cities,
2: so. yeah, it's pretty amazing. And we, we we circle the wagons when it mm-hmm. comes to mm-hmm. restaurant people. Um, I don't know if you guys have talked about uh Topher Gunter on here. Uh, we have not. Okay, the kid that he is yeah. a friend, yeah, he's it's. Like right now, people are kind of like you know between the GoFundMe. So and the support tell us what, him.
1: what this is.
2: He is a kid who's kind of bounced around restaurants for a while. I worked with him at Sage and Burgundy Room. Uh, he's one of the the bike kids, you know, um, DJ, all that kind of stuff. And he was hit by a car, uh, I think Tuesday last week. Yeah, wow. And uh, it got him pretty pretty bad, and he's been in the ICU for well, I since like, then. Yeah. Probably. Almost yeah, oh, I didn't hear about this. And they started to go fund me for him. And I think it's like $35,000 or good. something. And it's and if you look at it, it's it's like five bucks here, ten bucks here. like It's mm. all restaurant people. Adds up, right? And he's he's a dear friend. And if anybody out there can you What's know, his pop name? on there. Topher Gunter.
1: Oh, Topher Gunter. Okay. Yeah.
2: But it's just an example of like, you know, restaurant people show the fuck right. up. Restaurant people know. are great. Yeah. Yep.
1: Wonderful. Well, thanks again for doing what you do. Yeah, thank Thanks you for having being us a on. Guest on our podcast, Blair. You want to take us out?
0: Yeah, I'd like to thank our producer Greg Hansberry and our original music by the Biographer. Uh, remember to check out the Columbus Craft Cocktail Tour for all of our dates, special events coming up.
1: Still tickets available for our Halloween tour.
0: Yes. A few.
1: It's gonna be amazing.
0: And also keep your eyes open for our women in whiskey series. Our next one is already set up for early November and we will be talking turkey. Talking turkey. And and <laughs> Can drink I come back for that? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Remember to rate, review, and always subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And remember
1: to be cocktail curious. Stay cocktail curious. Is that what we say? Be cocktail curious. Be cocktail curious. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers.
2: It was a blast.